All right, welcome to episode 29 of the Horror Dads podcast. You are joined by your host, John and Jamie, and today we have a really, really amazing guest, uh, James Human Furnace Bullock. Uh, he is a singer, tattoo artist, horror graphic designer from our home state of Ohio up in Cleveland. James, welcome to the show, man. How are you doing, gentlemen? Oh, we're very well. Yeah, dude, we're and we're fucking grateful we're, that you're uh, honoring us with your presence. Quite honestly, man. Uh, well, I appreciate it. This should be pretty fun. Yeah, so I guess we can we could talk about. Uh, so, first off, the episode topic today. Um, you know, we always kind of chat with our guests in advance and align on a topic. And James came up with the idea of uh, of doing sort of a. Uh, battle of the franchises here so we're going to talk about eight franchises uh we're going to elect a the best movie collectively of that specific franchise and then we're going to pit them against each other like nfl playoff style and we're going to elect one winner uh as i guess the ultimate you know ultimate uh movie ultimate franchise so yeah it's like march madness style yeah try we're gonna try we'll see yeah we'll see how it plays out it seems uh really fun in retrospect though yeah, and this has been a like a horrifying amount of research over the past week and a half. Nice. Uh, but so so James, I, I guess typically we do our standard stuff of like what we've been buying, what we've been watching, what we've been wearing. Um, but we're gonna kind of circumvent that due to the the breadth of this episode. But we do want to ask you a bunch of questions and get you know our fan base uh, acclimated with all the wonderful stuff that you have going on. Um, okay. So, so firstly, you are the front man singer for uh, a band that we know and that we know well. Um, you guys have like an international presence uh, and you've been playing for 30 some years here. So you sing yeah. for a band called Ringworm. Um, so I guess let's talk music first, man. Uh, I guess talk about the band and, you know, the relation, your experience with the band and like, the band's relationship to horror and sort of like what you guys have been up to in COVID America, I guess. Well, not much really. Like, like most bands right now, you're, you're not really doing anything, which is pretty shitty. Um, but what can you do? Um, but as far as we're concerned, I mean, we've been recording new stuff and, uh, staying, staying busy with stuff like that, writing and recording, but you can't really go out and play anywhere right now. So who knows about the future of that, but, um, on top of that, though, this is our 30th year anniversary, so we're we're planning a bunch of reissues of all our old records, and we're putting all, I'm putting a lot of time into that, like repackaging a lot of stuff, new covers, new uh, updated artwork, the uh, you know mega packaging, all types of cool stuff. So that's been in the works for a few months now. Um, so we're getting that rolling we're going to kind of roll out a couple of records this year maybe three records this year a live album oh damn um yeah so we we're we're we're, st we're trying to stay as busy as we can because you know it's 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 i'm sure for a lot of bands it's 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 difficult because this is something just coming from my point of view this is something that i've done for 30 years so you know like touring and traveling and playing live it's it's something that's been like almost my personal therapy for 30 years. And now you can't do that now, you know, and it's going yeah. on a year and a half, maybe two years of not being able to do it. So that sucks. So for but sure. we're trying to stay. Yeah, we're trying to stay as busy as we can. So what so, so you, you do all the design work. I mean, 
if if you guys yeah. head over to the ringworm um instagram page you could see all the show posters and and james i know you designed all of those but they're all yeah. fucking references to these amazing horror films which jamie and i found prior to even reaching out to you and we're just obsessed with um you know like your night of the creeps poster and just like these throwback references to all these uh 80s and 90s horror yeah. films that we love so much so yeah through the history of yeah. kurt russell's hair we jumped down the rabbit hole of all the amazing artwork that you've done yeah uh, thank you yeah well it's kind of fun i spend i spend like you know some of the pieces that i do actually take 400 maybe 500 hours jesus and <laughs> yeah it's nuts it's total insanity it's i don't all know labor why of love yeah, so it's kind of funny the the whole Kurt Russell thing was that that's well I'm, that's a labor of love because who doesn't love Kurt Russell you know what I mean? It's nobody, like, literally nobody. I'd do anything for him. Yeah. yeah. So um, that was a, a total lockdown project that that I had an idea for because when my tattoo shop was closed down for like three months, you start getting the weirdest, craziest ideas because you're just kind of. You have nothing to do. So that was one of the lockdown projects that I started. And at some point, I'm like, you know what? I am gonna. I was just going to start off with the hits, you know, like his hair hits, his greatest hits. <laughs> and then that, I'm like, well, screw that. I, I should just, he's got too many hits. So I just started to do every single one of them. And that turned into all 65 of them. And then I was like, what am I going to do with these? So I just made a poster and that kind of took off. And mugs and t-shirts. Well, they're all hits yeah, in their own right, anyways. Yeah. T-shirts, shower curtains. Why well, dude, the hell not? So. It's fuck. It's hilarious because that's actually how. <laughs> that's actually how we found you. We have a, a, a mutual friend up in Cleveland. So, for geography's sake, for those that don't know, Cleveland is only an hour away from where Jamie and I are sitting right now. Um, so we we came through way of a mutual friend across the. Uh, the Instagram page for the history of Kurt Russell's hair, which is one of your side projects. Uh-huh. And, uh, it just came about over the past couple of months. And like, it's funny how your little side hustle is kind of what brought us all together. And now I drink from my McCready mug every morning. That's the power of Kurt Russell's hair. What can you say? Yeah, it really is. It brings people together. Yeah, it does. It could probably, you know, get world peace going too. If people let it. You know, I think we're onto something there, and we should. Sure. Kinda... You throw a Russell hairdo on just about anything, and it's about to lighten the mood. Could you imagine yeah. Kim Kim Jong Un with uh like R.J. McCready's hair? <laughs> I mean, disarmed right there. Uh, you know, I, I I could see a Tango and Cash haircut on him, but you know, he's already got like the Stargate haircut, so <laughs> he really does. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh, Perfect. So real quick, James. So was <clears throat> is the graphic design part of your career something that you kind of started doing throughout the music career, um, or did they go hand in hand, kind of? Well, drawing is something that I've always done ever since I could hold a pencil. So um, that's always been my that's my bread and butter is just graphic design and drawing, and then the band and tattooing kind of started around the same time the band maybe a little bit before i started really getting into tattooing this is we're talking 30 years ago so um from there i mean the band you know the band's had its ups and downs we had a couple slow periods where we were inactive but for the most part we've been going for 30 years and then tattooing has just become my career so but during that whole time i never stopped doing you know 
anything I could, side work, album covers, T-shirt designs. And then obviously with the band, that became a major outlet for a lot of my work too. So, um, sure. yeah, it's something that I do constantly all the time. 15 to 12 hours a day, all I do is draw or, or something, you know? So the history of Kurt Russell's hair is not your only side project too. You've got a lot of other stuff going on too. Um, you want to talk sure. through maybe uh, the heavy yeah, metal baseball project, I, I, Evil Ohio? Oh, we love that. Yeah, heavy metal baseball is something that I started because I'm a huge baseball fan, huge Cleveland Indians baseball fan. So um, I'm one of those guys that don't really watch the games unless I'm there. But I'm a religious Tom Hamilton fan, so I listen yeah. to every game. So I, since I'm so busy, I kind of multitask, and as I listen to the ball game, I'll be drawing or working on a project, and I'll just listen to the games. Well, I kind of got inspired, and I just kind of started drawing. Like It kind of started with a Frankie Lindor design, and I kind of wrote it in Black Sabbath Master Reality format. It just said Blaster of Reality, and I thought that was kind of clever. Yeah. So I put that out. Everyone's like, holy shit, this is awesome. You should make shirts blah, 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 blah. So I'm like, all right. And then every game I would just start doing a different player and I would kind of take a new heavy metal band and put plug their name into the logo and it just kind of snowballed from there. And then I just started putting out these graphics. And it, of course it was good timing because the team was kicking ass and, you know, everyone had Indians fever. So it just kind of snowballed there again. And now it's become you know, a, a, a consistent uh, business, I guess, and an outlet for me. So, but yeah, I mean, and with the ringworm, the ringworm posters, um, you know, that kind of started with like, you know, we would do all these tours and stuff and you, you kind of, you know, you, I'm such a control freak about something. So when you see flyers for a show that you got coming up that the promoter makes, sometimes you're like, man, that's a shitty flyer. <laughs> I'm going to make one for the show. So I just started, you know, and I'm a huge, huge fan of, like, the 80s, you know, VHS box art. Yeah. I mean, guys my age are, you know, I was a, a mom-and-pop video store kid, you know? Sure. So, like, the video box artwork is something that, like, a lot of your guests are, are you know, it's something that's a, a part of your life, you know? So it was just fun. It's fun to look through those things and then just trying to plug Ringworm into it and see how it works. It's almost like a game now, trying to figure out what movie poster I can get to work with our name. And it's it's a challenge at this point because I've done close to 100 of those flyers. Oh, so, and so we'll see what I – I don't know. It's just – it's a fun thing to do. What was your, uh, your local video store name? Um, it was called uh, Visual Adventures. Visual Adventures. Visual Adventures. And then on Fridays, I was kind of like a latchkey kid. My mom had to work a lot of jobs when I was younger, so I had a lot of time at, by myself at home. So on Fridays, before she went to work, she would say, get in the car. I'm like maybe 12 or something like that, 12, 13. And uh, we would drive to Visual Adventures. She'd throw me a 10 buck, $10 and, and say, go in the store and be out in 10 minutes, you know, because I got to go to work. Of course, yeah. I'd be in there enamored with everything. And I'd be in there for 25 minutes, and she's getting pissed off because she's going to be <laughs> work. But you know, and the video store guy was super cool. He could he would let me rent just about anything. He didn't give a shit. So I'd go in there and get like I'm 12 years old, renting like 
last house on the left and I spent <laughs> and oh Texas God. Chainsaw Massacre. And then I would just get like a ninja movie or something, the octagon or something like that. And she, my mom would be like, what'd you get? I'm like, Oh, a couple scary movies and a ninja movie. Okay. You know? So then on Friday nights, I'd just go home and just have a ball and watch, you know, tw- twist my brain up around some of these crazy movies. But what that was fun. Did you was, grow up in was, Cleveland or, uh, I, in the suburbs of Cleveland, Columbia Station to be exact. Columbia um, Station, okay. Yeah, Visual Adventures was in Berea, Ohio, if you're familiar with that. Yeah, I know exactly where it is, yeah. man. Yep. Now Visual Adventures is an H&R Block uh, tax return store. So. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So oh. there is no video stores anymore, so, you know, that's how that goes. They've all been replaced by boring fucking shitty necessary stores <laughs> I, know. I want our fun recreational fucking visual adventures like dollar, tree, dollar tree or dollar general something yep. like that nothing like honestly grounds you more more in reality than like a tax shop <laughs> yeah God. right exactly oh you just want to watch exactly. movies and have fun all fucking day do your taxes you son of a bitch <laughs> i know that's what it says yeah you're almost you son of a bitch yeah. Quit fucking writing movies and do your taxes. <laughs> <laughs> For Stupid sure. grown up. <laughs> oh shit. Um, well, I mean, we're, we we really dig the music, man. For sure, like uh, it's a perfect blend for uh, a lot of our friends. You know, are into this uh, scene of music, and it's a, a great blend of of metal and 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 hardcore and rock and just like. It the literally the worst the worst fucking question anyone can ask me is like, what kind of music do you listen to? That's right. like my parents' friend, and it's like um alternative rock. Well, and they're like, great, like what? Yeah. Like give me a, give me an example, like uh, Eve Six or like uh, Disturbed, and you're like, god damn it. Well, try try being in a band when someone asks you like, oh, you're in a band? Oh, what's the name of your band? And you're like, Ringworm. They're like, okay then. Uh. Like yeah. the thing you so don't they, want on your body? <laughs> yeah, they'll be like, oh, well, nice, you know? It's like, all right, you know, they'll be like, oh, so you're, you sing, well, sing something for me. You're like, yeah, okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> can't do that. Yeah, you don't honestly. want that. Yeah. Do you want to talk a little about the uh, kind of passion project that you had kind of alluded to when we did our preliminary call about um, kind of scoring uh, this- a film? Uh, yeah, I definitely would because that's going to be. Hopefully, we're going to have that out soon. So, I guess not to, not to. Um, I guess, well, b- basically during during the you know another lockdown project. I one of my favorite hobbies. I guess you could call it a hobby when you're doing something for three months. But um, I'm a night owl, so I don't really sleep too much. So at night. Um, during the first lockdown, the streets were really desolate and it was just a really creepy atmosphere when no one was out. It was a really weird time. I'm sure everybody knows what I'm talking about when the first lockdown came. It was just really ominous and weird. So when I'm out on my nightly adventure, like going to the gas station or going to get gas at like 2.30 in the morning, I would usually cruise around and listen to movie scores, uh, horror movie soundtracks, which makes your whole drive feel like you're in a movie or something. It's really bizarre. I I suggest trying it sometime. It's fucking creepy. What but, like uh what which ones um were on your I, I, I found myself rotations? listening to a lot of um Steve Moore um from um, the band Zombie. Yeah. He does a lot of tracks. He did like um uh, 
there's a movie called the mind's eye and it's it's um pretty decent movie it's basically kind of like a scanners ripoff but Mm -hmm. pretty well done um but the soundtrack for that is very good and then just whatever the soundtrack for the newer maniac movie i listen to tons of movie soundtracks while i work so uh, i would kind of just pick pick and choose one and go for a cruise and Anytime you see a person walking their dog, it looks like they're up to something. It's really creepy. But <laughs> to get back to the story quickly, um, I, I mentioned it to my friend, and he kind of got um, um, compelled by that, and he ended up hitting me up. He's like, would you like to uh, um, help me work on a project or write a song that's kind of like a John Carpenter-esque movie score type song? Um, and I'm like, well, that's cool. I'm like, well, fuck that, though. I'm like, let's do, just do a whole soundtrack. And he said, well, for what movie? And I go, well, I'll write one. So I wrote one. Um, I wrote a basic outline for a movie. And then we kind of broke it down. I broke it down into scenes. And so this way, we, when we wrote the soundtrack, we're actually writing to a specific scene. So it wasn't just kind of generic, you know, scary music. It had, it had a purpose. So as yeah. we did that, the story itself fleshed itself out more. And then I started writing more de- in-depth characters character breakdowns, dialogue. Um, so when we we're all, when it was all said and done, I basically have a, a decent working script for a movie um, that, of course, isn't made, but we have a complete soundtrack for the movie. So the next step is um, we're getting voice actors to reenact scenes from the movie that don't really exist to use as samples in the soundtrack. So when it's all said and done, it'll kind of be like an audio play, but it'll actually sound legit like these, like there is a real movie that exists, but of course it doesn't, maybe not at this point, but, um, so it was fun. It was super fun because I'm super into that and I think it's pretty cool. Um, do you want to plug your tattoo shop? Um, is it your shop sure. or, or do you, do you, work yeah, there? Do you um, own it? Like what's the, the scheme and where is it and how can people find you? Well, you, uh, it's called 252 Tattoo. We've got two spots. Um, the one I worked at is work at is uh, Columbia Station, Ohio, kind of right by where I grew up. And then we've got a second location that's in a uh, uh, west side of Cleveland. You just go to 252tattoo.com, look it up, and uh, or you could just find me on uh, on uh, Instagram or Facebook or whatever, and you, you know. I'm more than happy to uh, dish out information about how to come up and how to get tattooed and all that jazz. Uh, so where can people find you um, on social media? Um, well, there's always good old-fashioned Facebook. It's just James Bullock. You can find me on there. Instagram, MySpace. human... My, yeah, MySpace. What's that? MySpace. Your MySpace that account? Did I say MySpace? No, no, no. It's <laughs> fucking He's my just being <laughs> Um, but I, but although I just still do have an AOL account, so, you know, get a, yeah, I get a lot of shit, but, uh, yeah, you can find me, uh, human furnace on Instagram and then, uh, uh, James Bullock on Facebook or, uh, any of any other projects that you're working on, you want to talk about, or should we get into some, some movies? Well, I feel like we've got a hefty discussion. Yeah, I coming mean, up. Look, I, I'm always, I've got like four projects rolling at the same time. So it's. Like I mentioned earlier, the ring room reissues, that's kind of a secret, but, uh, you know, that's not much of a secret now. <laughs> but we've been working, uh, if, if 
you kind of follow us, we've, you know, we, we spent a great deal of our musical career on victory records. And, uh, for years we have not been able to attain any of the rights to that, but things have changed. And, uh, so we're able to, to kind of get some, uh, publishing rights back a little bit and we're going to do proper reissues of all our victory records with expanded artwork, the whole shebang. So that's a pretty big, pr- and then besides that, we're doing, working on a box set and it, there's just tons of work. And then I've got some other personal, uh, artwork projects that are coming out. So, yeah, uh, just follow me on Facebook, and I usually keep that updated when the time is right. Bef- before we get into our battle of the franchises, though, we're going to yeah. unveil the franchises we're going to talk about. Um, okay. Just want to note a couple quick things. So we did launch a Patreon a couple weeks ago. So if, um, if people do want to join that, you can find us on patreon.com uh, slash horror dads. And we have a $5 tier and a $10 tier. Uh, within those, you can access bonus episodes, uh, bonus content. We have our wives on. They yell at us. Uh, we do mail day unpackaging uh, events where we kind of open up whatever we've been buying and we talk through our relationship with the artwork or the Blu-rays or the T-shirts or whatever it is. Um but we do have a few patrons we want to mention um, in chronological order. So we had four people sign up this week. Uh, Matt Pepler, uh, who is an, another fantastic graphic designer and now friend of ours. Uh, we appreciate you, Matt. Thank you for signing up. Uh, and he, he has enrolled. So uh, thanks, Matt. Eliza Morris, another uh, dear friend of ours who has uh, signed up. Thank you, Eliza. We love you. You are a true um, final girl. She was in a horror movie, actually, and uh, she's fantastic. I was going to say, you guys may know her as Elijah Jane Morris. Yeah. (laughs) From Killer Pinata. Yeah. Uh, And then we also have uh, Matt Bowman, who um, we've been uh, tight with on Instagram for, for a while now, and just a really humble nice dude i actually look at his instagram and feel like i should be a better father because like he's such a a nice guy and he cares so much about his kids and he's got a beautiful family so uh, matt thank you eternally man um we appreciate you and and we appreciate you signing up and then our buddy um from across the pond two meter maniac yeah dude uh thank you so much you know we met you through the alone in the dark podcast which is probably our favorite podcast and um as as it is his as well yeah and we just we we appreciate you man uh thank you for signing up and we hope you enjoy the content and that we can uh uh for all of you deliver on um the promise that we've set out to to deliver here which is providing additional great content so thank you so much okay let's get into it all right let's get into it all right what franchises are we going to talk about jamie all right, so we're going to do, we have eight total. We have Friday the 13th, Halloween, Nightmare, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street franchise. Those are the three big daddies. Yep. All right, so we limited this to you had to have at least five movies in the franchise. Yep. Uh, we had to kind of narrow it down because if we went with three, we'd just too fucking many to yeah, even, too many. Uh, dive into. Yeah. So, like, we, I, I think um, James intentionally tried to steer us off screen, so he went with five movies. Yeah, which was four. good because we would have. I mean, Scream probably. Yeah, probably. I, I, 
Yeah, James, I noticed real quick when we were doing this prelim discussion, it was like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, Scream, definitely. Okay, so I think we should do like a five movie minimum. <laughs> no, I, and I was like, you. Actually do like, I actually do like Scream, but it just set us, it would set us on a court. I mean, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, I you're mean, right. you could put. Yeah. You're, you're totally I was, right. Um, I was perfectly happy you, so. um all right so then we have alien franchise uh the texas chainsaw massacre franchise um child's play hellraiser and and, saw and saw yes so we actually are going to do this in a march madness uh nfl american football uh uh bracket Yeah, yeah. We're so gonna we do seeded them out. So we seeded them. So, sure. so James, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think this is, these are the seeds we agreed on. So okay. uh, first seed is Friday the 13th. Yeah. Second seed is Halloween. I believe. Yeah. Third seed is A Nightmare on Elm Street. Correct. Fourth seed is Alien. Okay. Fifth seed is Texas Chainsaw. Sixth seed mm-hmm. is Saw. Seventh is Child's Play, and eighth is Hellraiser. Now, how did we decide these? I know that we did these during oh, the just prelim arbitrarily, call. like yeah. Because it's it's so funny going into this now, coming out of it, I'm like, oh, I would I would have this seated way fucking differently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, hey, not way differently, gonna- but those those bottom like four would definitely be changed. Well, the way I think we initially looked at it was like, you have your best player, you, your best teams, and your worst teams. Yeah, no. Yeah. It, listen, I love the way it's set up, and I, I love, you know, because like any good March Madness tournament, you go in thinking Duke's number one, and they lose to fucking San Diego uh, Technical State round one, and then it's like, well, fuck. Right. So. Well, hey. Too late to change know. it now, boy. No, you never know how it's going to play out. So right. seed, seed one is going to play seed eight. Two's gonna play seven, three's gonna play six, and so on. So, okay. um, and and first, before we we allow these uh, teams, these franchises, to play one another, we're gonna nominate one film from each franchise, and that film is gonna carry the torch for that franchise to go up against whatever. So we, because we were talking, and it's like, okay, all these franchises have either really high ceilings and really low floors or really mid-level films and it was like kind of hard to figure out so it was like okay well we'll just pick the best from each franchise and pit it against each other so the tough part's going to be between the three of us we're going to go through these franchises real quick identify amongst ourselves which is the supreme from that franchise and then have them go against one another well, inevitably, some one of us is going to have to be a tiebreaker at some point. So yes, and we'll, we'll see how that. We've set up actually to that point, James. We've set up some criteria on how we're going to nominate these films. So and what and what would uh, that that criteria would be? Um, five different categories. So one is originality, two uh-huh. is characters, three is kills. Four is uh, setting and film design. And five uh, is, if needed, we're going to refer to Rotten Tomatoes, the thermometer score, to kind of uh, break some ties if we if we needed to. And that thermometer can spin 
That, that thing can be a son of a bitch. I was just looking at some thermometer references, and it's... Well, you remember we did the uh, Friday the 13th franchise through the thermometer, and you and I were both appalled at some of the... Yeah. How low three was was one of the fucking... Which is bullshit. Total fucking bullshit. I'll get pissed. Yeah. That is bullshit. I think on the thermometer, or the tomato, whatever the fuck it's called, I think they had fucking Freddy's Dead above part three? No, they had like Jason... Freddy's Dead. Jason Goes to Hell. Yeah, Jason Goes to Hell. Yeah. I think they had Jason Goes to Hell above part three. That's All insane. Same. Which is fucking ridiculous. It is ridiculous. <sighs> All right, so let's okay. Let's just jump okay. into our franchises, and actually, the first one. So, seed one is Friday Thirteenth. So, let's talk about it. Okay. Would well, you want me to start off? Yeah. What? So, uh, okay. what's your floor? Well, what's your ceiling for Friday Thirteenth, James? Well, I would say probably the. the well, I'll start with the the one I dislike the most i mean there's a lot to dislike but i think the one that sticks out to me is probably what is it part five when it wasn't actually it was the ambulance driver what is that part five a new yeah. beginning yeah yeah beginning. that one right there for me is a is a non-starter because it doesn't even have jason it, yeah. i mean there's hills in it but it, it doesn't even have jason in it so sure. for right there that's probably my bottom. I mean, you could even, even like Jason X and all that stuff, it still has Jason in it. Yeah. And that one doesn't have Jason. It's kind of like the Halloween 3 of the franchise. Sure. You know, they maybe didn't know what to do because they had just killed, you know, they just had the final Friday before that. And so they had to figure out a way to reboot it and make a shitty movie in the meantime. They were like, so, fucking Corey Feldman's onto the burbs now. We can't get him back. Yeah, uh, we'll just so, get this fucking guy, and yeah, just yeah. make a movie where people, uh, young kids get killed. The end. So, although there is pretty interesting kills in it, I did like that. But you know, that without having him in it, that's just you know that's silly. But sure. so that's probably the bottom one, and I would say that my 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 favorite is part three. Um, I I, I don't think that there is a perfect. Friday the Thirteenth made even through all of them, they all have their faults. But um, and three certainly does have a lot of faults. But I like that one the best. I like the Jason the best. He gets his mask in that one. Yeah, I mean he um, really is ordained there, and that the characters yeah. in that one. Uh, since that's part of our annoying. criteria, except for you know three has probably one of the most annoying characters in Shelley. Shelley, yeah. That He's the worst. He's the absolute worst. You 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 cheer when he gets killed, but you know um, he does. He is responsible for giving Jason his hockey mask, and I do love the 3D element of it. It's it's a gimmick, but I love. I'm a sucker for 3D, and uh, I love the score. The score is so like kind of funky, and uh, that's that's my favorite. So, all right. So I'm gonna go. Uh, my floor for Friday the 13th is probably Jason Goes to Hell. I'm just really yeah, not into yeah. that one. Um, and it does I get, have Aaron Gray in that, doesn't it? It has what? Is Aaron Gray in that movie? The, she's like the, the mom that works at the diner. Is that the one I'm thinking of? She was, in, she was in Buck Rogers and stuff. You guys may not know that, but she's really hot. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> 
uh, I'm going to check that in the background right now, but um but that one's probably my floor just because like I don't I feel is such an important aspect of a film for me and that one just felt like it, it's just bad. It felt like a defiled episode of Goosebumps almost. Like the way yeah. it was shot and the way it looked and the way it felt and like it just the storytelling I felt was kind of sloppy. Um This is which one did you pick? Uh, Jason goes to hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one at the very end. Like Freddy's hand comes up and pulls his mask yes. down. Yep, exactly. Yeah, that had just an ill-fated story. Like, cause he would he'd be able to possess other people, right? Yes. It, yep. It, it's essentially yeah. shocker, but with the yeah. moniker of yeah Jason. Yeah. yeah um, it's, it's but my ceiling, you know, I I might be with you here, man. Like, the first four films for me are in their own camp. Not to for sure their own Absolutely. camp. Uh, not to use yeah, that. Easy there, bud. I actually didn't even mean to say that, but <laughs> now that I said it, I mean it really hard. Uh, they're in their own camp, and then five and beyond, with the exception of six, I think is pretty elite. Uh, past you know, past four, um, but like sure. three, it's tough because like Amy Steele in two is probably my favorite final girl. Um, for sure. So, like, if Amy Steele were in part three, I feel that would probably be my favorite film. But I, I, I got to go with uh, part four as probably my favorite, just because I love, uh, I love Corey Feldman. Um, I love his character. Uh, the reunion with you know Tom Savini uh, doing the makeup in that one, and 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 Corey Feldman's characters being so uh, obsessed with the mask. Uh, Crispin Glover's character and his relationship with uh, Teddy being such a shithead. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Teddy's probably another one of the worst characters ever. You really want, hoping for him to get killed. Oh, dude. If Ted and, and Shelly had a, a kid together, it would be like the worst fucking... It would, it would be Macaulay Culkin from The Good Son. Like that. Well, there's one other annoying character that, that of this group that we'll get to later who is probably unseeds... Shelly is the most annoying character, but we'll get to that later. Okay, okay. Uh, Jamie, what about you, man? All right, so my floor is probably... Um, it's really... I'm going to have to say Jason Goes to Hell as well. Yeah. Um, just because of pretty much what you said. And it, like I had mentioned, it's essentially just a shocker ripoff, but whatever. Um, it It's fine in its own way, I guess. Yeah. I'd rather have that movie than not have it, but... Yeah, for sure. After buying that grandiose box set i think i've watched every film in the franchise except that one so i was gonna say uh jason x is probably my least favorite outside of jason goes to hell but yeah that's got good kills in it though it really does man it really does favorite kill of all the whole franchise is when he puts that broad's face in the in the (laughs) just smashed it that's great yeah it's it that killer in itself is pretty much what keeps it from that basement spot for me um and i'm gonna go with so, if you hold a gun to my head, I'd probably say part two is my favorite. But oh, for the purposes two, of three, this, four. I'm going to go with part four. Oh, you're with me. Horror does. Because I think ah. the characters kind of outshine... The characters outshine part two to me. Even though I do love some of the characters in part two, I feel like four... I just kind of love the camaraderie between the core group there. And then I love Corey Feldman and the sister. And, and what tips me... And it's kind of crazy because I feel like in four, there isn't... I guess there's a final girl, but I feel like 
the prominence of the final girl is not what it is in two and three. But I feel like what makes me not say three, because I do love three so much, like that opening fucking scene, like get me there. I want to own that like little convenience store. Uh, yeah. I don't want to be married to that woman. I don't want to be that guy who's like. Right. Yeah, but however, like I fucking like get me in that scene. I love that place and the the storm coming and uh, the laundry outside. I just I love that so much. But I mean, with all of these franchises, it's it's almost impossible for me to pick one favorite. To be totally honest with you, but but the final girl it. in three, uh, I I have a hard time with her. I don't like her as much as uh, Amy Steele for sure. Yeah, yeah. Amy Steele's got a lot of balls. She's she. Uh... And she's she's very she's a lot more uh, she's a lot smarter than yeah the rest. dude yeah and she and she's so great um, yeah she's awesome. she's just she's just a more inviting character for sure I think so and you know I think one I you know for for the sake of this I'll I'll, I'll side with you guys on part four um, but I will say this part three I think it would be more I, I would fight for it more if it wasn't for that little that scene where the Jason rape scene oh, where some type of story that it doesn't really fit at all. And it doesn't make any sense in that no movie. Sense. Yeah. And they don't talk about it. It doesn't make any sense. I have no idea why it's in the movie. So that's a big, big mark against it. So in although three may be favorite, in, I'll, I'll, I'll go with four. In, in watching the crystal, uh, crystal Lake memories documentary, um, I think it was supposed to be more grotesque than it was. And the final girl I was just complaining about, I think she was like, no, first off, I'm not fucking doing that. And second off, this character is rooted in like raw, ornate, archaic evil. Like he has no interest in physicality or like sexual engagement. That's not part of his backstory. And it's not. And yeah, that always kind of bummed me out. Um, So I'm, I'm with you on that too. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I would agree. I mean, I'd agree somewhat to that, but it, it definitely in the part where it just does not fit in the story at all. Like they just, they should have just took it all out or added the rest of it because like, it seems like there should be more to that if you're going to put that in there. So, but yeah, just for, you know, let's move on with uh, part four. All right, so part four is moving on. Okay, part four is all moving right. on. So that's our so first seed. The ambassador. He's Okay. <laughs> So our ambassador. Okay, next, let's head to a very tough franchise because this is going to be a hard one. Uh, Halloween. Oof. You want me to start that one off? Yeah, go ahead, buddy. Hey, we got we got a nice routine here. So, um, that one is is somewhat easy for me because it's like most of these. It's going to be. Uh, one of the first two or three, I think. I think. Um, most often the first, but sometimes not. I I would have to go with... I got to go with the original one on this because it's so pure. Um, and they didn't have any pesky backstory to try to deal with. And I feel with Halloween, it got harder... As, as that as that franchise moved along, it got harder just to keep making the same movie. So they had to come up with some type of backstory, or it would just get really mundane and boring. When you have a 
Yeah, I completely you know? agree. Like, what's his, you know, once he, you know, if you don't have Jamie Lee in it, what's his, what's his motivation? What's he's just killing for killing? You know what I mean? So, especially when you've got a main villain, kind of like Friday the 13th, that doesn't speak. He doesn't talk. And I so, think, I think this, in terms of originality, so this uh, sure. being one of our criteria, you know, this came out in 78 and Texas Chainsaw came out in what, 76? Yeah, it so came the, out before that. There's the argument of like Texas Chainsaw was the the godfather of the genre, but Texas Chainsaw took a remote area uh, of a disturbed family that one in 100 million people would experience, right? And what Halloween did is they took the fear and possibility of that scenario and inserted it in middle America. The safety of suburbia. Yeah. Yeah. So they're they're not sure. the same film for sure. So in terms of originality, so, completely agree. Yeah, and I and I really like I really like too. I mean, I like that the fact that they started right after directly after the first one. I mean, I like when sequels do that. Mm-hmm. There's no time wasted. Although I will go back to uh, <laughs> the Friday the Thirteenth really quick. Uh, like they started for. Yeah, starts yeah. like right. that night. <laughs> but like it, that that doesn't make much sense that yeah, whatever, but um I do like Halloween part 2. Um but you could see signs of that starting to, you know, break apart, you know, yeah, like the story is there. And, and I remember you know, listening to could, uh, which I love, but you know, Mike in that. John Carpenter talking about it, he was like, "Hey, I realized or Deborah Hill maybe was saying, hey, we realized, you know, 60% of the way in the shooting of the film that we completely lost our main character in Lori. And she she really is, for the most part, until the end, like kind of a non-entity in that film. Like she's kind of the MacGuffin, I guess, right. heading into it. But like her her involvement to advance the plot is, is pretty limited, but it does have good kills. And yeah, I'm embarrassed to say this is a very horror dad moment, but like... My wife and I, when we had our first kid, we oh. could have gone to like the state of the art facility, which was like right down the street, brand new hospital. Uh, or there was this uh, <laughs> like older hospital on the north side of Youngstown that was like uninhabited and not a lot of people there. And we had our first kid there. And I remember like walking around those hallways thinking, like, I'm in Halloween too, because uh, <laughs> we were in the hospital for like a week uh, with our first kid. And and I just remember so much, uh, like watching, watching a uh, Halloween two and being there and being in it. So I definitely have an affinity for that movie. Um, well, right. On. But James, what's your floor for that franchise? Oh boy, there's there's a lot, and there's a lot that I I've seen them all, but there's there's so many that are really just forgettable. And but I do have an affinity for like uh, I believe it's. Uh, what's the one with, um, is it part, well, there's a director's, and maybe it's part six, the last one they made with Donald Pleasance. Yeah, yeah, part um, six with uh, Paul Rudd. Uh, yeah, I mean, I do actually like that one. I do like the way they were going. If you The director's cut makes a lot more sense because Donald Pleasance died before that film was finished. So they kind of threw it together for the theatrical release, but I, I didn't mind the idea of like, you know, the, trying to put like a, a, a cult, like a, you know, like a, 
you know, uh, some type of cult behind Michael's action, I guess, if you've got to explain why he's just a merciless killer for no reason. But um, that one, I don't think is as bad as, you know, as bad as some people make it out to be, especially the the, the director's cut makes a lot more sense. But yeah, no, I, I um, love that producer's cut. I love both. Yeah, not bad. I mean, but there's other ones that I will pick just simply because of how horrible his mask looks. Yeah. Um, that's a big part thing. Five. Cause that's, part, part that's five. his mask. It's like, yeah, it's like he's wearing the, a the one where, oversized condom on his head. Oh, there's just, it's so bad. Like how could you not get that right? I mean, it seems so unfathomable that they would just phone that phone, the mask in like, Oh, that's good enough. Yeah. It's like, it's so bad looking. It's just, it's, unwatchable so it really is like, i think why why yeah i don't know which one maybe it's maybe it's four maybe it's the one with the ja, uh, ja rule in it i don't know which one that oh, no, is buster rhymes resurrection i think that's okay that All right. i think that should be our collective i think floor. that's exactly <laughs> right that is should it everybody's four? collective floor yeah it's that, part uh technically part like what nine because uh, it's six, Cause and H2O. then seven is H2O, and then eight so is, eight. yeah. yeah. Okay, well, that one's really bad. <laughs> yeah. But so, I've seen it a million times, so... I, the thing know. is, is I love watching... I still love watching Resurrection. It's for sure my fucking floor, but I'll still watch it over, you know, some other right. bullshit. Yeah, you'd rather have it than I'll watch it over it. Tales of Halloween, which is yeah. a pretty decent Halloween film, but I'll still watch Resurrection over that. Really? I like Tales of Halloween. That's yeah, good. Yeah, I know. I do as well. Um, well, okay, so yeah, that's the floor for me, but I think <clears throat> it's got to be the first one in my in my personal opinion. Okay. So I I'm with you. I have the original as uh, as my first, um, but my runners up would be probably part three, which I really came to love for multiple reasons. Um, me too. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, just in terms of originality uh kills um yeah just the set design the vibe of the film oh, yeah. um that's how in it oh, come on God. and and I where they filmed like it tom... yeah tom atkins like he's yeah it, tom he's atkins is and kurt russell are like two of the most iconic human beings yeah, in this tom whole atkins, industry tom atkins is a man's man you know he he really women want drinking the corner's banquet beer and Smoking fucking yeah. cigarettes. And just listening to him talk to it's basically like someone's like uncle. He's just such a nice guy. Um Like I feel like when my kids ask me, like, Dad, why do you drink so much beer? It's like because Tom Atkins did. Leave me alone, you little shit. That's right. You'll you'll understand someday. Yeah, you'll get it someday when you're watching my my Blu ray copy of Night of the Creeps when you're like right. twelve. That's right. Okay. Right. So OG uh, original for sure, I think is is up there. Uh, part three for sure too, uh, as well. Um, but Halloween H two O is also like probably one of my favorites of the franchise. Uh, the one with Josh Hartnett. Um, that was okay. His mask looked horrible in that. And if you look in that movie, it, one his mask is really bad, but he's actually really a really tiny guy. He looks a lot <laughs> tinier than like yeah. any other. He's like very small, not very scary. He looks like a teenager in a jumpsuit. Well, the thing about the mask on that one is they use like four different masks, and one of the masks in one of the scenes is uh, CGI. 
Yeah, and he really? comes down yeah. from that pipe yeah. too. Like that that certainly is not my favorite, but it's up there for me just because of the fact that it came out in the Scream era. That's a, like I was going to say that's a very you know? Kevin Williamson. He yeah. had a lot to do yeah. with that script. Um so for you and I that touches all those 90s Scream nerves yeah. for sure. Okay. Well, but, I definitely can say it's not either of the two Rob Zombie incarnations of the film. So We actually aren't even going to utter that. Um That's fine with me. Utter that name. Actually, okay, okay. there's my floor. The the, oh. the second, you know what? It's not fucking Resurrection. Because I don't even own either of the two Rob's. On. God damn it. Yeah. I, I actually removed these from my fucking mind. So, I wasn't, like, the the newest iteration, like, I wasn't in love with, but I thought it was fine. Me too. Again, I'd rather have it than not have it. But the Rob Zombie first one, I'm kind of okay with having. That second one, I would rather not have that than fucking have that. That is the floor. That is the basement. That is the gateway to hell. Fuck that movie. That one. Yeah, that's my basement. (laughs) It's not good. Okay, so original is my ceiling. Uh, I'm I'm right there with you guys. Okay. What's your your floor, though? Uh, Resurrection. Not Halloween 2? You know what's funny is I just listened to you do this fucking diatribe, and in my head I was like, <laughs> "My floor is resurrection from the beginning." And then even through that, I was like, "Yeah, no, he's right." But still, I'm gonna say resurrection. Fuck you. I like the white horse. I do not. I. Oh. I you know what? My floor is that movie. I fucking that hate movie. that movie. I've been I've been fighting it. If, Fuck that movie. If you're, you're right, that is the gateway so- to fucking hell. <laughs> if she's such a good actress, how come she's not in anybody else's movies? Okay. Come on. Yeah. I, I got to agree with you, man. Like Right right now, Rob Zombie is in a closet writing a new movie, and she's knocking on the door going, what are you doing? <laughs> Nothing. You writing I, a movie? I don't it? hate Rob Zombie movies. There's people oh, that do. Okay. I don't. But... I mean, I think they're fine. I'm, I'm just, it's not, it's I, not I don't know. Like, you you do hate Rob Zombie I think Zombie I do. Movies. Yeah, you do. Eli Roth and Rob like Zombie. You like House of a Thousand Corpses, which I, I love that movie. I know that you do not. I don't love it. And like to it's me, if fine. you don't love that movie, you're not gonna like any fucking yeah. Rob Zombie movie. It's just well, he only got it only got worse. Let's yeah. just say that. Yeah, it it it's almost like watching Motel Hell after you know better. Well, if you know movies, you could watch his movies and you could dissect them and like, oh, he got this from this movie. Oh, he got that from that movie. Yeah. Oh, he got this from that movie, and it's like the guy. I mean, well. Yeah, now we'll end up talking about him forever. So let's move on. <laughs> All right, so Halloween 1 is moving on. Okay, Halloween 1 should. is moving on as it should. So next as is... This This is going to be an interesting This is going to be tough. Not, a Nightmare on Elm Street, James. Let's hear it, buddy. Wait, Four wait, Jamie. What, yeah, why yeah. don't you start this oh. time? Uh, just because, okay. like, he, Jamie oh, keeps God. getting the. Uh, he was picking up his beer, like sitting back. I'm really, like, okay, yeah, cool, because I'm. I, I actually kind of wanted to just like get fucking, on the spot. Uh, hear you guys crawling <laughs> the weeds for a little bit. All right, so sure. I'm gonna say, here's the thing: is my ceiling is 
This is really it's really fucking hard. You're gonna pick four. Mine is part four, Dream Master. Fuck. But I think for the purpose of this, I am totally willing to go with Dream Warriors because I think that that one is more willing to or more likely to be able to fight off some others in the tournament. Yeah, but it's tough because the argument of uh, characters, like most of the characters in four, are the characters from three. Yeah. For the beginning, at least. Yeah. Uh, um, a, a big issue. Kruger, for me is, you pussy. <laughs> <laughs> a big thing, uh, a big knock against four is that uh, Patricia Arquette didn't come back to play. Yeah. Kristen, which, what can you do? She did, she didn't want to be pigeonholed in Nightmare on Elm Street, sure. so she wanted to move on to more dramatic roles. I that would have made that movie a lot better to me. Uh, but Absolutely. and all the lore of like the like the onset romance that was going on too. And you guys want to know why I love four? Maybe I was actually talking to my wife about this, and I was like, I don't know why I like four more. And then I started watching four today, right after watching three, and it's because of the suburbia school setting. I fucking I love it. I'm a sucker okay, so for setting. I'm yeah. a setting for the or a sucker for the '80s school setting, like almost always. Um, so when yeah. it's in one of my favorite horror movie franchises, it's always going to be towards the top of my list. So that that's kind of what teeters it for me. But again, I'm totally willing to go with uh, Dream Warriors for the purpose of this tournament. My floor would be part five. Oof. Okay. So here's the thing: is Freddy's Dead is the easy one to say is your least favorite. I there's it holds a special place for me. Um, I don't know. I just find it to be really fun. I find the kills to be like the little, it's fucking over the top and Freddy is ridiculous, but, um, it's, I I don't know. I just mascot form over this past, this past, like Halloween cycle, I was watching that movie a lot. It kept coming up on, you know, AMC and different channels and Freddy's dead. Did I find, yeah. Yeah. And I found myself watching it a lot. Uh, so whatever my floor is part five. Okay. All right. Uh, James, what about you, buddy? Uh, it is a tough one too. Um, uh, although, you know, I've got to, I just got to go with the original. There's, although I do like, um, new nightmare. I like, I like new nightmare a lot because I like the story. I like the idea that it's, it's you know, they kind of do, yeah. they kind of the scream thing yep. that it was a movie, but it's actually real life. They kind of, you know, and all the characters are playing. Yeah. Yep. The thing that ruins that for me, though, is that little kid, because I have a weird thing about kids in movies, and if they suck, it just ruins the movie for me, because I think they're just terrible in movies, for the most part. Corey Feldman does a good job, but for the most part, you know, when you put little kids in movies, it just ruins it for me, Um, and that kid was super annoying, Um, so that kind of ruined it for me, but I did like the story, and I thought Freddy looked really cool. He looked way more evil. Um, than in any other movie but for me I just got to go back to the original I think because that one is you know there was no there was no comedic value to it it was Oof, just pure just nasty it was, it, was, yeah. it, was, it was nasty the scares were good um, they didn't show him too much he was still like a shadowy scary character John Saxon was in it for crying out loud and yeah. uh, that, you know I, mean, I just that's the real Captain America. Like, that dude yeah, right? is... Yeah, yep, for sure. It's going to be John Saxon, Tom Atkins, and Kurt Russell, you know, yeah. night on the town. So, But 
my that would be you know my my floor i guess yeah. and i my floor would probably be the the reboot um i that's thought the floor. reboot that's my floor yeah. Yeah. fuck that movie I, that was gonna I, be my floor too. i actually forget I, I, yeah you, you know, guys said I you went heavy so on much... the remakes i did not yeah I had I had a lot of high hopes for that because I like Jackie or Haley and I thought that, you know, just knowing what he's done and what he physically looks like, he kind of gave him the real kind of burn treatment and it did took all the scare out of it, and you know, yeah, it just, it it just out, wasn't. That was after terrible. the Friday the Thirteenth reboot had occurred, which I thought was way better than. Um, Oh yeah. Then this one was for sure. I mean, and and Rob certain, Zombie's no, I, Halloween had happened too. So everyone was like, "Okay, you're up, Nightmare on Elm Street. Let's fucking do this." And it was like, "All right." And I, yeah. I remember I was in yeah. college, rubbed my hands together, and I went to the theater and I was like, "What the fuck? This is actual yeah, shit." Yeah, it was terrible. Yeah, I really wanted to like it too, but I just couldn't. It was just really bad. I hated every I wanted every character to die. You know, yeah. my like, good. I hope he kills them all cuz they all suck. Yeah. So, get out um, of here. And, it was just terrible. It was just, it was that time where everything, there was no, you know, no practical effects, no nothing. The CG was just yeah. awful. And that's my, that's my part for that. But, you know, I guess my top one would be the original. Nice. Also with the remake, it's, it's really hard, you know, with Jason and uh, Michael, you just really need the mask and the persona itself. But with Freddie, yeah. now you need the voice and you need the makeup to be fucking right in the face you can't just throw a mask on there. You know what I mean? You you need that facial yeah. structure that just totally looks off. It, it just it just didn't work for me. They, I mean, they could have gave him the same type of treatment that Robert England got, but they decided to make him look like an, an actual kind of burn victim, which I can appreciate, but it just didn't play right. It just looked kind of silly. You know, that's a bad thing to say about someone that may right. have gotten burned up. But yeah. Or movie purpose, it wasn't very scary, you know. Yeah, yeah, for and that function. Poor movie, so well, it just didn't work was, for me. The voice was just so far off for me. Yeah, he he talked like he was actually deformed yeah. from a burn. Just I, he kind of slurred words, and it just, you know. And I don't want to feel any sympathy for this character because he's a child molester, right? You know? Right. So, yep. Freddy's always been, you know, that's why I like the, the first one. He's just way more diabolical and just way more way. Just, you know, anyways, so that's right. my topic. So I feel <laughs> torn between you both. Um, my, my floor is definitely the floor of everybody here, which is the 2010 remake. I think it's shit. Um, but my ceiling, I, I don't know. Like I love part two. I love part three. I do too. Yeah, I like dude. Part two. I I don't know. It's just fun, and like that pool scene is so fun and scary. Um, I just I and I have a a pretty silly reason for liking part two as much as I do, and it's mostly because like when I went to my freshman year of college, it was like right when I got Netflix, and it was the only Nightmare on Elm Street on Netflix, and I had it like constantly 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 playing and it was like a really fun exciting time of life and i always had it on um so part two i i, I really love but uh i think part three is probably my favorite 
um, which puts us at a stalemate um, uh. on this one. And I just just did a quick uh, research here. So so let me explain why I like part two and part three, but then we'll refer to Rotten Tomatoes to kind of break right. our tie. Okay. Um, so part two I love kind of as I described simply because, like, uh, I thought it was cool. It kind of flipped a, the status quo on its head, too, of, of they, having... Yeah, they went... The, the difference between part one and part two happened quick. At least it took it took some of the other franchises a few movies to kind of get with the the shtick and the the comedy era. But Nightmare on Elm Street did that like in a jiffy. <laughs> yeah, they figured it out yeah. so fast, and and that's I'd, probably to Robert England's credit to kind of like feel the pulse of like what was happening around him and what the expectation yeah. was, and like he just he masterfully like pulled that off, and sure. uh, it worked. Yeah, and Mark Patton did a great job too, and just everyone in that in that film, I think, did a nice job. And watching the documentary on it after the fact, like, makes you really appreciate it more as well for other reasons. Um, yeah. So just fuck, it's a cool movie. Uh, but part three was always my favorite, mostly for uh, the characters. Kincaid is 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 probably my favorite character of the entire series. Like, I just love him. He's so funny, um, and the practical effects through all the nightmare films like that's really what their claim to fame for the most part i think has been and the claymation scene of the like the puppet the uh the puppet scene i think is so fucking amazing in this in this film and um the cast like just the whole group you know you you know jamie you mentioned a, a lot of them already and it's funny to like look at it after the fact uh, and and hear about the onset romance that like l- you know influenced c- certain aspects of the film, which I thought was pretty pretty fun too. Um, but I don't know. I'd, I'd say part three is probably my favorite. Um, so we've got part one, part three, part four. I checked Rotten uh, Tomatoes here. I bet part one has the highest rating. Ninety-four percent thermometer. Yeah. Yours, Jamie, has seventy-one percent. Uh, no, not quite that high. Oh. Uh, fifty-three, I think. Yeah, forty-seven percent got it wrong. You know. <laughs> That's on them, not me. Right. And then Dream Warriors has seventy-two percent. So uh, we're going to default to the tomato professionals, and we're going to go with the original here. Do, so right. do we agree as a group here that part one has the best chance of advancing over part three? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Real I, quick, I just, wanted to ma- to. I just wanted to mention how much I love part three, part four, especially because of the way they incorporated uh, 80s pop culture at the time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I love, like, I don't know about you, James, but I grew up, so I was probably like when these movies came out, I was probably around like five or six. Um, and my, I had two brothers that were like 10 years and eight years older than me. So like, this was yeah. like what they would fucking watch. And, yeah. um, it's just like, I have such vivid memories of like, you know, just the Coca-Cola cans and the, the little fucking referendums sure. they would make to pop culture. And it always like watching that now just harkens back to a, a better a better time. All right, so let's go to number four, the number four seed, Alien.
I'll start this one. Yeah. All right. So, of these franchises, uh, this is probably one of the ones I've had not the least amount of experience, but I, I, I would say least amount of experience in terms of, like, longevity. So, I did not... Like rewatches and shit. Yeah. Yeah. So, I've seen uh, the majority of these films um, at least once, and then this week I watched the first three again. Yeah. Um, so I gotta say, and I really enjoyed Alien and Aliens uh, quite a bit. Um, yes. And it was tough for me because I think I've not seen Prometheus, so I can't. I, I guess that's part of this franchise. Um, sure. So I'm sure that weighs in, but I gotta say, Alien, the first one, in terms of characters, in terms of mood, in terms of setting and atmosphere. Um, sure. and kills and, and just practical effects in general like these are huge 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 budget films and I, I, gotta, I gotta go with the original Alien um, though I went back and forth on Alien and Aliens um, I gotta yeah. go with the original uh, part 3 for me is definitely like probably the floor um, stinker yeah just like the whole last woman on earth like, I, I i don't know and i get it like sigourney weaver's character is so fucking badass and it's funny to see like the first movie the second movie the third movie like she loses more hair as she goes uh and by the third one she's like yeah i'm i'm in a man's camp and like men are the supreme ruler and she disrupts the status quo which is cool um and i appreciate that about that film but like it's just I don't know. It's not even... I felt like the horror element atrophied from the first to the second to third film like pretty dramatically. Yeah, I'd agree with that. All right, James. Go um, I, I'm going to agree with you um, w w and and say that right off the bat that my, my favorite is the first one. Um, just for all the reasons that you said. I mean, the, the scenery um, was just superb the monster itself was just incredible i mean there you'd never seen anything like it you know when that movie came out it was just like it turned everything on its head you know that like that type of xenomorph monster like you never seen anything like that no and the fact that you know her character was the ultimate final girl i mean it doesn't get much more badass than her you know it just simply so, doesn't no, it doesn't. I mean, there's not. You, you'd be hard pressed to name any movie that's even somewhat, you know, I guess realistic or whatever. But she, she's the fucking queen badass in that, you know. And although I do like the second one immensely, it just it became such a huge, such a huge blockbuster movie. It's kind of like, you know, I with James Cameron, you know, I, the same thing for like Terminator. Like everyone says the Terminator two is better because it's way, it's just a huge, huge movie, but there's something about the first one that I just like so much. So, and the same with aliens. I thought the kills were just better. The mood was just way more claustrophobic and way more desperate because they didn't have weapons. They didn't have a big crew of like, you know, soldiers to try to fight these things. 
That's and it what was bummed me out a little bit about Aliens is I felt like it was more more of an action film. And there were certain yeah. moments where I was like, yeah, I was kind of like making a face like where my cheeks were high and my eyes were squinting. I was like, nah, you know, like, yeah. I, I like this, but like this action sequence, like I'm not really into. Uh, it, they, they just made it such a big, big movie. I mean, everything was explosions and car wrecks and. You know, and it's it's a very good fucking sci-fi movie, no doubt. It's one of the best ones going, but there's something about the first one that just is just pure, you know, sci-fi horror. It's definitely the and the horror aspect. It's you know, it's right there with any horror movie. So I agree. Um, and then my my bottom of that franchise is probably three. Um, the fourth one, Resurrection, was actually not a bad movie. I kind of like that. That was actually um, the first one I saw as a kid. That one's not bad. I mean, there's, there's, you know, I like the idea, and there's some good effects, and there's, you know, it, it expands the story quite a bit. But, you know, and bottom, it was much better than three. So, you know, so I would say the third one is definitely my basement for that. But the first one is my favorite. Jamie, do we have a quorum? Uh, yeah, so we have a, a clean sweep. The first one is the best one. Uh, for me as well. Sure. The second one is great, but it's Jurassic Park in space. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. As you guys yeah. have already mentioned, which is, it's it's a fun fucking movie to watch, uh, but for the purpose of what we're doing here, one. All right, so let's fucking take a road trip down in Texas, huh? start this listen to some leonard yeah. skinner on the way down because this is my fucking i know is... what you're gonna say because i watched this one too but go ahead uh, i'm putting a stake in the sand here uh and it is the sand because we're in <laughs> texas but i don't like the original texas chainsaw massacre oh that's sacrilege i know i know it's sacrilege to say i just it's not my thing it's too mean-spirited it's too gritty it's too dirty um it's it's like a snuff film it is, and um, it it truly is, and just the fucking end, like the grandpa with the bacon yeah. fucking head trying to swing the hammer at the girl in the buck. Oh God! It's very unsettling. And like, it looks like James Franco's younger brother's has well, a chipmunk around two. his neck. It, you're thinking of part two with the fucking grandpa swinging the hammer in the bucket. That's part two. No, in the first one, like the very, very end, like when they're at the dinner scene, they're like, come on, Grandpa, you can hit oh, her. The, yeah, yeah. Because he does that in two as well with the... Yeah. Yeah. I just... I watched part two. Part two was fun. I, I actually watched a shitload of Texas Chainsaw this week, and I just... I. Part two is fun, but like, I just... I'm not into either of those movies and... Part two is fun, but dude, it is... Uh, it's really still fucking dark. <laughs> Like it's I, really I watched it with my wife today. Who, it's funny because I, when I went into part two, I was like, "Oh, this is just." I told her I was like, "It's really fun. It's not scary or as fucked up as the first one. It's equally as fucked up as the first one. Ugh. It's just like kind of like under this guise of like comedy, but it's not fucking comedy. That's some dark ass shit in there yeah, still. Strange, no doubt. Um, but it's two, they're two different eras. Like one is definitely you know one is seventies. 
Yeah. The other one, they're 10 years it, apart for sure. Um, his mom, you could just feel it, but you know, and it's weird because part two starts out and it feels like an episode of like Matlock or Columbo or some shit. And you're like, Oh, this is kind of fun. Those two characters. Yeah. What fucking dickweeds. Oh, and then oh, there's, yeah! there's so much screaming in that fucking movie. God damn. So much, whether it's, it's in joy or of, pain. Yeah. Um, Oh, that fucking the, guy with those glasses. Oh, I'll no, punch he's that. he's a dickweed. But the way that they disarm um, Leatherface is what ruins that movie for me. Yeah. They make yeah. him a bumbling fucking douchebag. Yeah. And, like, that's what made the first one so goddamn scary. Sure. And... Which, uh, he did I'll, that on I'll, purpose, I get it, but it just wasn't... It didn't work for me. Well, also, in the first one, probably goes the award to the most annoying character ever is Franklin... Oh, easily. Just so easily. whiny. <laughs> oh, Sally, Sally, everything. Every five seconds, Sally, Sally, Sally. Yeah. Like, I cheered. I got chainsawed. It was amazing. Yeah. Amazing in, in film history. Um, All right. So let, let me hit my ce- my ceiling and my floor here. So for right. me, I enjoy the Jessica Beale remake version yeah. way more than the original. Way uh, more. I watched I watched it last night, so it's pretty fresh in my head. But go ahead. So I, I I enjoyed that way more um, for multiple reasons. I feel like the the mean the mean spiritedness is there, but the characters at least are more you care more about them. They're more relatable. Um, I feel more engrossed, like I, I setting and and theme and. Uh, atmosphere is pretty pretty well established in that original like I feel like that's kind of a, an unmovable factor of that film but I feel like for a remake everyone's sweaty like the the hitchhiker that comes in the car like that scene is very it's cool how they sort of reimagine that and I think in terms of originality obviously the first one is the most original but if you're going to remake one I think they did a decent job with that and then the the most terrifying scene of both the films, the remake and the original, is when he rips that door open, uses the hammer to hit the person in the head, and slams the door shut. I feel like it's really really impactful in that remake. Um, so for me, the remake is is the one of this franchise for me. Um, and then my floor is the uh, the what is it? New generation or Texas? Uh, next generation next with Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. 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 And uh, Renee Zellweger. Yeah, get that movie out of yeah. here. So, um, yeah, that, that's my floor. Unwatchable. Ceiling. Cool. Yeah. All right. So, want to go next? Yeah, I'll go next. My uh, my ceiling is the original. I just think, um, and John, you're full of shit. You love watching that movie on the hot, sticky summer days at my house. We'll throw it on. You love it. Yeah. Yeah. Says <laughs> now he says that he doesn't like it. Um, my floor is also Matthew McConaughey, Next Generation. Uh, this is just a hard one to watch. The the one with Viggo Mortensen is fine. Oh yeah, what's Viggo that really, one? That's the I don't I don't even like I lose track of what the fucking order is. Is that the third one with Viggo? Leatherface, Texas Chainsaw that, Massacre that, Three. Yeah, that's the one with Viggo Mortensen. Yeah. 
Um, but I yeah, I've seen that one. The original is it's unsettling from beginning to end. Franklin is goddamn fucking annoying. That whole kind of beginning scene, the road trip is like, what's happening? Who's this fucking guy with the knife now? Uh, but it is truly fucking just so scary. And you know the thing about if the, that guy asked you for a, a lottery ticket at the gas station, would you get it for him? Both of, no, but let both alone of the, let him in your fucking all van. All of those movies do that shit. Where you know even that remake is like, why would you let that? Girl okay, but in? they do. Oh, that remake. But did you see the um the 2013 version? Don't get me started because that's on my top list. Even though that movie is terrible, I fucking love it. I actually like girl, that one. I like that one more. Than than the original, I think. Now, my nine, girl so. Alexandria Daddario. Uh, oh, like, what do you think run about around that? in a crop top? Yeah. yeah. What do you think about that remake, James? Real quick before you. Uh, uh, the the one with um with um Trey songs with the Jessica Biel one Mm-mm. or this the was, other. One? This was like, no, like uh, the... seven or eight years later. Oh, she goes back to the house. And yes. She's like, uh, she's nice to look at. I love her. I'll tell you. That. I love her. Yeah, she's easy on the eyes. Um, I've talked about know, her way too much on this podcast. You know, I've seen it a couple times, and it's definitely not the worst of the the bunch. Um, but you know, it's it, it's somewhat forgettable to me. But she is definitely nice to look at. I mean, I feel like know. they did a good job with that movie, but making I it fun it. and scary, like. It's way better than anything with fucking Matthew McConaughey. In and there. the references, like to to the point that you that brought us to this film of the pick, picking up the hitchhiker, like they do that in an inventive way. And he's a character that has like an influence on the story that's not expected. I guess you know the whole thing is not expected. It's like they're kind of inv- she's kind of invited there. Yeah, and yeah. Yeah, the scenery's great. You know. Um, yeah, totally. Um, but go, go ahead with yours of the original franchise. What's your um, ceiling and well, floor? Well, it's it's the first one for sure. No mystery there. I mean, it's. God damn it's you both. Such, it's such an uneasy movie to watch, even for like a hardened horror movie like fan, because that movie is just like you you touched on before. It's so real and so gritty and. And the thing that, you know, I, I do like, I like the remake with Jessica Biel. As a matter of fact, I just watched it the other day. And I, I appreciate, you know, like the Arlie Emery character and the, you know, the characters they got in it are, you know, um, really well cast. And I like, you know, the hitchhiker scene's good. And, you know, there's there's some really inventive things. Um, not the greatest of, it's a, it's good for a remake. It's not one of my favorite horror remakes, but... Um, I thought it was pretty well done, but, um, you know, there's just, I mean, the original one is, like I said, it almost feels like you need to take a shower after watching it, you know? Oh yeah, for sure. Just feel dirty and like you're, you don't feel good after watching it. I mean, so to speak. I mean, you're not like, because it's such a, it's such an iconic movie that, you know, I mean, the remake kind of everybody's dirty and you can see like i don't know which came out first but it's definitely got a rob zombie feel to it because everybody's dirty and you know 
they kind of make when they make these remakes, they put like the hunkiest dudes and the hottest chicks in it, and it doesn't feel. It does. I mean, sure, it's good to look at, but it doesn't feel real to me, because not everybody's super hot, you know. Yeah. And the original one just has, you know, that time frame when it came out, like, you know, people they're not that attractive. They are, but they're just they seem they're they're not good looking. You know, it's just it just seems more real. So. That one is, it's it's you can't top that one for me as far as the whole franchise is concerned. But I do like the remake, and there are some some other ones that I thought were you know part two was super fun. You know, there's some great great kills in it. The chainsaw one at the beginning on the bridge is just fantastic, just super over the top gore. Um, so that's fun. There's but, also you know, that just was, really funny moments in that movie. That movie has some yeah. like laugh out loud moments for sure. Yeah, it's, you know it's, it's you know Bill Mosley. You know it's yeah, so it's, good. It's great. All right, fuckers, sounds good. Guess we're moving on. <laughs> All right, so what's up next? We got what saw? We're going into saw. James, you want to start yeah, with this one, buddy? Let's, let's have James yeah, start this, this one. This one will be really quick because, uh, I, I, to be completely forthcoming, I, I don't. I'm not a, a, a historian of the Saw franchise, but I have seen the first three, and I kind of like the second one better than the first. The first one had the gotcha moment. You're like, ah, at the end, and that's you know. Yeah, you know, I, that was I the, agree. And then the second one was like, they're not going to get me again. And then they did. Yeah, and they do. And they keep, they continue to do that. But after a while, that kind of, it gets to the point where we're like, well, how the hell am I supposed to know that? Like, I like movies that they give you clues. <laughs> they give you clues and you could, if you, you pay attention, you could try to figure it out. But when it keeps going like that, you're like, well, I would never be able to figure that out because how the hell am I supposed to know that? You know, yeah. so it's like, sure. kind of ruins the, the guess factor you can't guess what's going to happen because you didn't know it i'm with you two is what i picked as well yeah two is what you guys picked as your favorite of the franchise yes yeah what about your floor uh i don't know take your pick probably the last one i don't know what about you man all right so i mean the best one is the is the first one you fucks well no i mean it's not no it is no Oh man, I didn't think I was gonna well, get majority rules. Serious about Saw well, here. It's <laughs> like the the one that I don't I, that I thought I cared about the least, and now I'm like well, standing well, you know up what? on my chair. You know what? I I think you just changed my mind. I think I'm gonna go with the first one. Here's here's why I'm gonna say it. The second one, the formula has already been fucking written. That first one yeah. was a goddamn game changer. I do not. Right. I am not a fan of this franchise, but I was a huge fucking fan of that first Seems movie like because. You are. The way that it moved me when I first saw it. When did you get like, that Saw t-shirt, Holy Jamie? shit. Am I Saw beanie that I'm wearing? <laughs> this is the fucking, <laughs> the blade. Um, but yeah. the, the twist at the end is fucking unbelievable. It's funny because when you watch it back, you're like, oh, come on. I mean, it's fucking, he's Who right didn't there. know? Oh, God yeah. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then there's, you know, there's the little things like, why didn't the guy use the hacksaw to fucking like just reach the fucking key? Instead of or either the phone or whatever the the gun or whatever instead of cutting his foot off, but um, there's there's shit like that. But the whole fucking premise and uh, the 
the last time I had seen something that enthralled me so much of like detectives hunting serial killers was probably seven before this point. Uh, yeah. Watching Danny Glover fucking unfold any mystery is fucking a grade a TV anyways. Yeah. Uh, but the kills, the fucking, the setups, the elaborate setups, the later we were all like, Oh, anything like this is now torture porn. Fuck this. But at the time that really was like, at least to me, super fucking inventive and enthralling. So that that first one holds a special place in my like horror heart, regardless of any franchise. So fuck you, John. You know what? I'm like I said. I'm I'm gonna officially. You've sold me on this one. I'm gonna change my vote to nice. Saw One. Cool. So. Suck on that, John. All right. If I yeah, can John. counter real quick. Um... <laughs> oh, but let me real quick. My floor would be five. That that. Up until that point, I had watched every movie like when they would come out. I wouldn't go to the theater, but like they'd come out yeah. to video. I'd rent them. Red um, box. And then I got to five, and I was like, you know what? I'm fucking done with this. Yeah. Because I think to your point, James, it gets to a point where you're like, all right, this is just this is so ridiculous now that yeah. I can't. I have no chance to even try to guess what's happening. This is so fucking yeah, beyond. Whole, like five, they probably go back to the first movie and be like, oh, remember that guy delivering newspapers? I bet you didn't. Well, he was the guy now. Like, yes. <laughs> They start doing this shit where it's like they just start riffing off the other. Like, oh, what if we make that guy the fucking... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Remember that guy for newspapers? Yeah. No, you don't. Yeah. That was him the whole time. You're like, what? Yeah. Yep. So, all right. So, are we going with part one? I get, Yeah, I guess. Okay. So, moving on to what? What's next? The surprise franchise for John and I. Oof. We didn't realize how much we love this franchise. Yeah. Uh, the seventh seed is Child's Play. with your i will start with this one and now i've said before i'm not a i'm not a fan of movies that are centered around kid actors um just because uh, i'm kind of a dick that way but i think this is actually just warwick davis running around yeah like well yeah that's fine but uh the kid in it is super annoying I, I, I never could stand him. Even the first time I saw this when I was younger, I'm like, ugh. Oh, Andy. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. And even though, you know, it, it got, as it, as that, as that uh, franchise progressed, it got further away from kids and it was, you know, then it just got more adult focused, which was fine with me. But there's a couple that I haven't seen. Um, there's a couple later ones that came out. Um, that I can't really speak of, but they could be good. They could be pretty funny. But I think this maybe throw a wrench in there, and I don't think this is going to go too far in our competition. But I saw the remake, and I actually liked the remake quite a bit. Now, I didn't really care for the kid actor, but like I said, I'm kind of a dick that way. <laughs> but I did like the story. I liked how they made it you know, AI instead of like possessed by the spirit of some uh, strangler. But um, I like there was like a lot of killing in it, um, and I like that kids get killed. I like when movies aren't scared to kill little kids, and because uh, that's just realistic, you know. But <laughs> yeah. you know, I mean, 
I really so fucking like, oh, enjoyed the remake. I'm not kill I, you, but like, I, and they're like, no, I'm gonna kill you too. So yeah, I'm gonna vote. I'm gonna go with with the remake. Damn, that, that uh, remake yeah. was very relevant to our time. Yeah, I didn't mind it. I mean, um, um, I'm trying to think of the actress that played the mother in that. I thought she was pretty. Uh, they did a pretty good job. And then there's that big Aubrey scene in- Plaza Thor- from uh, Parks and Recreation. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, she's great in it. Um, yep. Just you know, I like her character a lot. She's cool. She's a cool actress. She's just bizarre. Yeah, that was a but, good remake. How and about then there's uh, just four. So, I'm gonna go with that one as my number one. Um, and my basement for that film is hard to say because I haven't seen them all. So I'm just gonna defer to say part two because who knows okay. what what you know I don't know. Yeah. But I know what I like the best. Jamie, what about you, man? Okay, so my favorite is part two. <laughs> um, my favorite is also part two. Yeah. So mine is this. Essentially, they expand the universe a little bit. Uh, they take it to the suburbs, which I've already mentioned. Yeah. Fucking get me there, because I love. I just I love horror movies set in the suburbs for some reason. And that dad um, like trying to be a dad, and he's like, "Fuck yeah, off, guy." You're also like the whole time you're like, "Is this guy like a dick?" But yeah, and you don't know. You don't know. And the, then you the find only out. scene they give it to you. They give you that scene where he's talking to uh, Kyle, his foster sister, and he says like. He essentially says, like, that guy seems like a dick. And she's like, no, he's okay. That's, like, the only time you get to, like, okay, so he's not the bad guy. And then there is the moment where he's, like, rubbing his wife's back. And he's like, yeah, yeah, like, this will all work out with the kid. He's just, like, a very traditional, like, dad, like, douche. You know, he, like. Sure. And their house is fucking elaborately, like, fucked. Like, but, who would want to live in that fucking house? However, even the way he deals with the thing of, like, hey, did you, uh, who wants to fess? First off, if I found something, a rare artifact in my house broken, I wouldn't get everyone around the breakfast table, put the remnants on the table and say, well, what do you all have to say? I would pick up the pieces and be like, God damn it! Who the fuck? You know what I mean? Well, he's a better dad than you. I, I suppose yeah. so. But he's also dead. Yeah. So. Yes, dead dad. All right, so part There's two that. is is our favorite, yours and mine. That's going up against the remake. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm uh, I, I'm with yeah, you. Uh, part two. I'm sorry, sorry, James. I was to part two. You guys are seem definitely more. I was never a big Chucky guy, but I do appreciate it's the franchise because it, there is many parts to it, and it's a huge, hugely popular. So villain. this is this is one of the but, ones when I was talking about rearranging the 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 seeds the seeds this would have been much higher. Um, John and I, I think both agreed on this. This was one that I was not looking forward to revisiting. I was like, uh, I know what it is, goddamn fucking killer doll. But and I I've actually rewatched like one, two, and three fairly recently. But I went through all of them again, and so the pat the. The most recent three, like Curse of Chucky, Cult of Chucky. Bride. Uh, I think there's one more, maybe. Bride of Chucky. Bride. Well, no, no, no. Past all that shit. Oh. Uh, the, the Curse of Chucky and Cult of Chucky, I think, are the two newest ones. And those are okay. actually pretty fucking solid. But, um, so I went through three. Three is the military school one. Yeah. Like Major and Pain. I also thought yeah, that was fine. Fine. Um, and then Bride of Chucky... Which is, that's the one with, um, 
our girl from oh, you know Valentine. What? You know what? I'm going to change my vote Dennis to anything Richards. that Jennifer Tilly's in. No, the other one. Oh, Jennifer Tilly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to change my vote to whatever she's in. Is she in part two? She's no. in Bride of Chucky. She's no, no. Bride she's Chucky. Bride of Chucky and Seed of Chucky. Okay, I will vote for one of those two. <laughs> as, as the floor? No, as my no, ceiling. As the, as the ceiling, he's saying. He oh, as your favorite. <laughs> oh, you love Jennifer Tilly. That's, nice. I do. I do, indeed. And those two movies are... So those are the ones I was really dreading the most. Um, and they're pretty fun. Seed of Chucky's my floor. So but, I... What what's funny is as I was looking at this, I felt like this film had a moderately high ceiling and a very high floor, or this uh, this franchise. I felt I felt like it flew like right down the middle of the road, whereas some of the other franchises like it's like oh my god no like way high ceiling and way low floor. I felt Child's Play. That's what shocked me about it. In yeah, fact, I don't I agree. Up until yesterday, I didn't own a single one of these films on in any media. Not VHS, not Blu-ray, not What do you DVD. mean until yesterday? What did you do? I bought the original on really? Blu-ray, and it came uh, yesterday. Nice. Yeah. Wow. Why yeah. do you like the second one better than the first one, John? Um, I think to your point, like it just expanded the universe, and I kind of liked... like I, I love the Chicago-ness of the original. Um and what's funny is I watched the original, and before I watched any of the others, I was looking at which one I was going to buy, and I was like, ooh, I can get this box set. But I was like, yeah, the, the rest of them can't be as good as the original. And then I just ordered it. And then I started watching the second, and I was like, oh, I saw this years and years and years and years ago. Uh, and then I just was totally fucking fixated on it. But again, to your point, expanding the universe, bringing it to the suburbs, um, I... It it's very unsettling because it it does the uh, the whole like oh my god like no one believes this kid and he's been so fucked thus far and like there's no way to get out of this scenario with anyone believing him that the doll is the culprit um, which I feel like the remake sort of undid a little bit um, they took that out of the equation though James I fucking love the remake and I just saw it for the first time yesterday. Yeah. Uh, or two days ago, whenever I was texting you about it. Um, who did, um, in the first one, uh, Chris Sarandon's in that, right? Yeah, Tom Holland did the first one. Yeah, Tom, yeah. Yeah, Tom Holland directed it, right? Yep. Yep. He's done some really kick-ass shit. Um, well, you know, I'll leave this, like I said, I'll leave this to to you guys to decide, because I uh, I just don't like kids in movies. <laughs> you, know what, you know what else is cool about that franchise is Don Mancini wrote every movie, and still does to this day. So, oh. well, I think honestly, I think that's why this franchise holds up better than we anticipated. John is because like the main writer kind of held that thread throughout the whole. Yeah. You know. All right, so Child's Play two. All okay, right. so we got Child's two. Moving on, right? Yeah, yep. moving on to Hellraiser now. I'll start, and I pick none of these films because I fucking hate this franchise. So there I am. Really? I I watched four of these movies this week, and 
four times I was mad. Well, you only really need to watch them, watch two of them, maybe, maybe three. One, one and two. One, two, and maybe four. I, I, I appreciate four pretty good. That's kind of where they go into space. And it's a little hokey, but they kind of explain a little bit of the backstory, and it's uh, I appreciate that. But uh, all right, so if I have to pick one, I'm going to pick two because two had to exist because one already existed, and it didn't know any better. So that's mine. And then what? the floor what? is every uh, uh, every other one. Much. I I don't know. I just like I I get the the point and. Clive Barker, like I've actually read a few of his novels, and I'm not, I'm not not a fan. Like I've enjoyed what I've read. His writing just, is hard to hard to grasp once you, you know, for a casual reader. Yeah, and I I, I do think that Wait. it just it it his vision in my mind didn't translate well to to film, and I yeah I don't know like. It's it's very grotesque and it's just kind of mean and I felt not really strongly toward any specific character. I guess the one character you feel toward is the daughter. Uh, you yeah. want her to kind of make it out, but like you look at a movie like Nightmare on Elm Street Part Three and like you care about every fucking character for some specific reason, and then you look at a, a movie like Hellraiser and I just like I don't relate to any character. I don't feel. I don't feel moved or compelled by anybody. Which so. other two movies did you watch? You said you watched one and two, and then I watched one, two, three, and whatever's after three. Uh, that franchise went in the crapper really quick. Yeah, I mean, it and got bounced around. The rights to that got bounced around so many times, and it tried to do different stories with it every time, and it just failed hard. Yeah. They have a shit ton of fucking remakes or not remakes but sequels so i, I don't even I yeah don't there's know how many there, they have yeah there's so many that it the whole <laughs> story about that franchise is just it's a complete train wreck but yeah you hear that clive barker has getting the rights back to it and plans on doing another like a reboot huh. of it but that's been urban legend for quite a while so who knows but so James, what are your picks on this one, bud? I mean, this one's fairly. I mean, it's between one and two. Um, I think I like them a lot. I mean, it's when that film came out, um, it was like really nothing else that was out there. I mean, the the over the top gore, the just the 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 way that you know, you're right. There's really not too many likable characters in it, but um, you know. Um, I, I just really enjoyed it. It was like nothing else, really. It was really S&M, really, you know, a lot of, you know, because that was Clive, that's Clive Barker's thing, you know, and he yeah. brought that the sexual into... element, yeah. Yeah, I mean, no, that was never really addressed in any... It was different than all those other movies because it just went to another different, I guess, psychological level of whatever. It wasn't a slasher movie. It wasn't a supernatural movie, so to speak. It wasn't ghosts. It was other dimensions and it was really yeah. you know hard to follow but you just kind of had to you kind of had to um I, i'm gonna go with the first one just because it's it was the first one and it kind of set the tone uh, yeah. so my pick is part two hellbound All right. um, okay. again it expands the universe which i i love you get a little origin story of pinhead um 
I love True. that. And so the the first one is I don't love these this franchise either. Uh the first one though is very uh powerful in what it does, but it doesn't explain a lot. Uh the sure. second one does that without being too fucking you could have easily explained all that and it could have not worked. I feel like it worked in this instance. All um right. I, I I love the way that they even give Pinhead a little like uh, you know, personality at the end there, like a little human emotion. Sure. Um, it, it, it becomes a battle of what you think you, you go into it thinking this is all evil all the time. And that's all this world is. And that's not the case. Uh, Pinhead there shows some human emotion at the end. Uh, you kind of get a good versus evil there. Um, you know, even, um, Julia kind of avenges herself and, um, it, I don't. I guess it's not always Julia. Julia's shitty to the end, but you have uh, Kirsty kind of wearing her skin there at the end. You think like Julia's, you know, avenging and saving the day, but sure. it's really yeah. Kirsty. But I, I really, I kind of love the way that they go into hell. They go into you almost get like a labyrinth vibe at some point. Yeah. Um, sure. it gets very eighties in that movie, which again, I just I love. I feel like the second one really expands uh, the story without belaboring the process and making it too ridiculous and redundant. I well, feel like they, they did the perfect job with that, and I feel like that's what the sequels tried to like expand upon that even further, and they sure. just fucking failed. Yeah. Well, I, I'll you know what I'll I'll, I'll go with I'll I will, I'll break that tie and I'll go with two. Um, I, I agree. Pretty much everything you said is pretty spot on, um, and I get that you may not like the franchise just be it's really hard to like a franchise when you only really like two of the movies you know they made so many and the only ones that are somewhat redeemable i mean if not i mean the first two are very good and then it went downhill really quick and then it just got lost and all right let's hit our face-offs now because we've got yeah let's get into it we've got eight films finally selected get easier and well, it's going to get quicker, but it's not going to get easier, I think. All right, so what's our first matchup, John? So our first matchup, yeah. we're going to go Seed 1 versus Seed 8. So we're going to go Friday 13th Part 4 versus Hellraiser 2. And to me, this John, is, what do you think? Uh, <laughs> I, I think I think uh, everyone knows what I think. Yeah. Uh, so i got to go Friday 13th Part 4 here. Well, I'll, I'll go next. And, man, I've got – I really like – the second Hellraiser movie. So this one's not as easy for me as it is for you, because obviously part four is your one of your faves. Um, shit. Um, I, I, I'll go with, I'll go with Friday the 13th. Um, I think it's, uh, I, I think it has more legs. I think it could fur- go further in the, the, in the tournament, I guess. So, yeah, um, and I'm it's not. It's not. It's simply because if if we if we refer back to the general criteria of originality, I think Hellraiser might take the cake on that front. But characters for sure, for sure kills in my mind for sure, and then just setting and design. Like I just. I'm so well, it's so much more appetizing for me the environment well, that Friday thirteenth uh any of those films create versus Hellraiser. It, for me at least. Well Hellraiser 
it's set in hell. I mean, that's kind of cool. I mean, there's a yeah. whole labyrinth yeah. scene, you know. But uh, Jamie, just, what about just, you on this? So for me, it comes down strictly to personal preference, which yeah. is Friday Part Four. Yeah. Um, but if I'm gonna go, like, if I was an outsider, the Hellraiser Part Two is really it's tough to turn down because that that's a in the horror genre, dude. Like rewatching that movie recently was that's a powerhouse of a movie. The really fucking is. effects, the gore, like there's that scene when um the, the, the coming out of the mattress skin in those man like ugh. but there's that one mattress scene where she's like climbing up on oh my god dude the yeah. sounds and the fucking like oh fuck yeah you're like you're like chimpanzees screaming and like babies yeah. crying. No, I mean, as far as, like, if we're going to talk about a horror film, I mean, that is a fucking powerhouse of a horror film. It really but is. if I'm going personal preference, it's Jason. <laughs> uh, this, I was going to say, this makes it, when you say that, it makes it really tough because there is, there's siege, there's, there's, the, the practical effects in Hellraiser 2 are just outstanding. There's stop motion in it. There's all types of stuff. She wears another lady's skin that rips off of her arm it's there's so much Oof. to it you know yeah. a lot to in that no, um, there really is man and when that skin suit falls to the ground too it's like what no i yeah, know and the emotions that you yeah. get too yeah you know like i you know i'm definitely outvoted here but you know so i will go with hellraiser but even though i'm going to be outvoted so but just looking at like say the rotten tomatoes Without looking at the other one, uh, Hellraiser 2 is at 6.5. So just out of curiosity, I'd like to see what uh, the other one is at. And I, I don't blame you going Hellraiser there, man. Like you I know, said, that, that strictly comes down to personal preference. Like if I'm if I'm going to sit down and watch one of those two movies, I'm going to go with part four. Okay, Friday 13th. Final chapter has 23% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is not a good score. Holy (laughs) hell. Right? And then Hellraiser has 50. Hellraiser 2 is ranked higher. Right? But hey, we'll go, we'll go with Friday 13th. I'll, 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 uh, I'll rest my case on that. All right. So moving on, we got, what do we got? Next is Halloween franchise versus Child's Play. So the second seed versus the seventh seed. Oof. So we have Halloween 1, the original, versus Child's Play 2. Oof. Who wants to start this one? I'll start and say Halloween wins for me. Um, yeah, I, I, Again, it, it really comes down to personal preference. Uh, that, But... To me, Halloween holds such a special... It, it's hard for me to put anything against Halloween because it's one of those movies that made me fall in love with horror. I feel like most people feel that way. Uh, sure. But it's it's so iconic, and it's something that, like, literally I could put on... I don't. I restrain myself from putting it on through, like, September through October. That's it. Because otherwise I feel like I'll bore myself with it because I could put it on literally any time, and it's like, you know, getting that pot of coffee going where you just instantly feel better knowing yeah. that it's on right um so for me it's halloween but it's it's gonna be hard for anything to beat halloween really yeah okay. i'm i'm so bummed out because i really really wanted in hindsight to have more time with child's play um 
just because of how much I fucking loved it from this experience. So if I took nothing else from this, uh, this whole, this whole, uh, project, like child's play for sure for me, like was the unsung hero in my own mind. Cause I didn't like, <clears throat> didn't appreciate it as much yesterday as I do today. Um, however, the original Halloween, it's just... But it's closer than you would have oh, ever dude, anticipated. So yeah. In this matchup, out of everything, like, if I'm going to put, other than, like, the core three against Halloween, like, this is the one I would want to go... That's why the seating, that's what I'm saying, because if Child's Play was going up against Alien, that would be a lot tougher for me than this. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I don't well, know what Halloween I would one, pick there. Uh, Halloween 1 is, like, the Tom Brady of horror movies. Yeah. <laughs> I I'm but, not shitting you, dude. I was that I just... hate Tom Brady and I don't hate Halloween. So <laughs> you just hate him because he's good and he wins. Yeah, I mean you're totally right, dude. But it doesn't matter. Fuck him. I right. I hate him. That's... The guy's won at life pretty much. So Lord Voldemort. That's the thing is you go like this guy's just done everything better and at a much faster clip than I could ever even dream yeah. of. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys are going with obviously go, both going with Halloween. Yeah, yeah. But if that yeah, was Child's I, Play versus Texas Chainsaw, Child's Play would be advancing. Yes, I agree. But we'll 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 get there probably. <laughs> so I'm going to agree with you. Obviously, Halloween one. But um, I you know just to throw this out there, as far as like Halloween is not really. I mean, you take the thing out of it. I mean. If Halloween was going against the fog, I would go Oof. with the fog. Just to throw mm. that out there. Because yeah. I think I'd have you back on for the John Carpenter day. Moves okay. on. Halloween won and it did move on. So next we have Nightmare on Elm Street like... versus Saw. Nightmare so we have I'm sorry, Nightmare had... One versus Saw Two. Just Yes. Scoot Nightmare on up. Yeah. yeah. I mean I think it's pretty pretty unanimous. We we all we all didn't say it, but we all basically said that Saw is fine, but we're not totally into it. Yeah. But if you think I mean, of it, it as like not to discredit Saw, like the originality so you have to think of the landscape, the the fruit that Saw had to harvest in its time, and like a lot had been done by that point in time. So it sure. did create its own revolution. Yep. It it did establish its own credibility in in the marketplace and it took its market share and it created a an entire subgenre almost so it did its yeah. job um yeah i'm not hating on it yeah it's just not moving on but nightmare on elm street is a better film yep yeah i'll agree with you there bye-bye saw see ya bud see saw you, bud. has been sawed oh my god mm -hmm. no john oh <laughs> all right so this is a tough one uh, Alien versus Texas Chainsaw. So we went with Texas Chainsaw, the first one. And the original Correct. Alien. So, like, again, this is tough because it's like, what are you, are you judging on what you want to watch or are you judging on what you think is more We're of We're judging a, on you know, originality, characters, yeah. kills, no, I get it. setting, yeah. and Rotten Tomatoes. I'm just scores. saying that it's tough to differentiate yourself I, I i find myself just going towards what i would want to watch over the other what do you want to watch um i want to watch alien uh, it definitely has alien definitely has a, a higher rewatchability. i guess yeah. if that's a word 
Um, that's, what Texas, I'm, that's what I'm uh, like. That's what I'm breaking this down to, James, because it's hard for me to like. I feel like if you're going to go with like the importance of horror, I feel like Texas Chainsaw wins. But if you're just going to go on like what I want to watch on a Friday night, I'm going to go Alien. Well, I, I'm going to I'm I'm going to defer back. To, well, so I'm going to defer back to our category. So characters in Alien definitely takes the characters in Alien are a lot more likable for me um, than in Texas Chainsaw. Originality, I'm going to go with Texas Chainsaw because before Alien, there was a lot of space alien movies. So, you know, maybe not, obviously not done the same way to that scope, but there was other alien movies. So yeah, that it idea was, just, was out there. Yeah, that was out there. Kills, I got to go with Texas Chainsaw because, come on, you know. yeah. The, yeah. On putting people on hooks and just that's Oof. just gnarly. Uh, with the, the sledgehammer, yeah, dude, it's just so brutal. That scene uh, still, my legs shake. Yeah, so unsettling. I mean, yeah. to this day, it's like yep. you can't, you can't, uh, re- you know, especially when you, you know, when you do a little research on the movie, how it was made, and such a grueling process and guerrilla filmmaking it's the thousand degrees outside everyone hated each other yeah, you know it's smells just, they dealt with Ugh. yeah just real rotten flat you just it's just uh it's hard to you can't uh you know that's it, that's just a weird way to make a movie but yeah um so uh, settings i settings i have to go with alien because you know the settings way more you know the setting of texas chainsaw is just a house and it's nothing special, so to speak. I mean, the but it's the house also itself. terrifying in its own right. You know, it's set it's out in the fucking middle of nowhere, and it's fucking hot, absolutely. and you you sense all that. Like, I'm talking to myself in a Texas chainsaw here. Yeah, I mean, but but also, you mean the the set dressings and in the setting as far as the look too in Alien, that was done to an extreme that had never been done before. You know, so. You know that it's wet and everything's dripping wet, and it's just dark and it's. You know, you're also in space. You're in space and you're isolated too. So I feel like Jamie. Jamie likes Texas Chainsaw more than Alien, and I feel like no, I I don't. I I feel like I like Alien more to watch. I feel like Texas Chainsaw is more important for horror. But for this purpose, I pick Alien. I'm not changing my mind. I'm going to... So, let's see. I got, you know, that. I got Texas on that. I got Texas on that. And I, well, for me, I would go with Texas Chainsaw Massacre unless, you know, we'd for me, for my choice, I'd have to check the, I guess, the Rotten Tomatoes uh, scores on that to, for a tiebreaker for me. But I know Alien's probably going to take it just yeah, because Alien's of... Yeah, Alien's going to have it. But honestly, I, I also am. A, I also have to go alien, uh, simply because I just. Uh, if, you, I, I, if you guys would have given me my remake, I, I might have had a different answer. <laughs> really, you like the remake that much, huh? I just I like it more than the original for sure. Um, That's insanity. It, I, I know it's like a weird thing to say, <laughs> but it's just it's coming out of my mouth. It's fine, man. You're allowed to feel what you feel. Yeah. Allowed to have your feelings, but you know they're wrong. But you're allowed to have them. (laughs) (laughs) 
You're allowed uh, to feel those feelings quietly uh, uh, by oh, yourself. Oh, okay. In the interest of keeping things moving, I'm gonna go with Texas Chainsaw, but I'm doing. I, you know, I'll go with I'll go with Aliens, but under protest. No, it, it's fine. You're doing the Lord's work, picking Texas Chainsaw, man. All right. Yeah, and the uh, well, Texas Chainsaw is an 89 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. Which is high. Alien. It's really high. Yes. What's Alien? Alien has. Holy shit, 98%. Ah, bullshit. Yeah. All right. right. So, Alien. Also, it's a little bit unfair because you're going up against like a sci-fi, you know. Yeah, and also your budget's like $20 versus $20 million. Yeah. But anyways. Okay. All right. So, we'll see you later, Texas. Our finals are Friday 13th, Halloween, Nightmare on Elm Street, and Alien. So Friday thirteenth yeah. is gonna go against Alien, Halloween against Nightmare on Elm Street, and then Alright, so we'll start first Man. with Friday the thirteenth, part four versus Alien. Part one, yes. Oof. Yes. Ha ha. This is where it gets dicey. Yeah, this Whoa. is where it gets dicey. Um, um Is this how you guys saw this coming about? I mean, we seed our top four seeds. I didn't really do like a advanced. playthrough. I didn't do a mock draft or anything like that, so I didn't it's uh, this actually is not how Makes I sense. thought it was gonna go, but uh, I'll start. So my very first tattoo was the Jason mask from Friday the Thirteenth Part Four, and I feel like I I can't not stick with that. Um, it is my fa- favorite franchise. However, if we refer back to originality, Aliens certainly the more original film. If we refer back to characters, I gotta defer to Friday Thirteenth Part Four. However, um, Sigourney Weaver's character is is so fucking dominant and cool. And Tom Scarrett's guy. Yeah, and, and your boy Tom Balance. Scarrett. Yep. Harry Dean Stanton. Kills. <laughs> I mean, and then Rotten Tomatoes is definitely in favor of Alien. Obviously. Well, we're not gonna find anything to top alien on rotten tomatoes apparently no maybe the godfather yeah um oof i mean coming down to personal preference i i gotta go part four i just have to i have to i respect that uh though i love both these movies so goddamn much and matt pepler i'm sorry man i know you want alien to get number one but um james what do you think I, I, this is not a, a really easy choice for me either, because although part four is not my favorite, I feel like if I don't, if, if I feel like I'm, if it was, if it was Friday 13th part three versus Alien part one, I might have a tougher time, but Alien is such on a different level as Friday 13th, you know, as far as. I guess, quote unquote, like intellect. You know what I mean? One's a yeah. definitely more, you know, completely different, smart. Yeah. And I don't mean that in a way, you know. Yeah, it's no, more. I, it just is what it is. It's like one's very yeah. It's it's one's, not even the same sport. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I mean, they, they're all they're, you know, they're all in the same. You know, we picked Alien, so I'm I'm gonna have to go with Alien Part One. Uh, Jamie, Jamie is actually sweating. I'm looking at him right now. 
What's <laughs> what's it gonna be here, buddy? So the buddy? thing is, I agree with all the points here, but my pick is Friday the Thirteenth Part Four. Yeah, it's just it's again personal preference. Cowards. It, it, <laughs> it's so hard because if you had this conversation with two other nerds who didn't love Friday the way we do, Alien would be the I, winner. Yeah, but I I love I love Friday the Thirteenth. Maybe not as much as you guys, but I do love it quite a bit. I mean, I, you know, I honestly, it's I, feel like, I feel like if I pick Alien, it's like me like picking someone prettier than my mom in a Who's Prettiest contest. You know, <laughs> yeah. like ah, uh, I can't, I can't go against my mom. Who That's makes the I best lasagna? Also, yes. you know that this one's your brother's, yeah. <laughs> and like, there's no, but there's, like Jason Voorhees is not sitting in the corner staring at me and judging, but I feel like he is. Like, yeah. what's waiting. that? Let's just announce, John, both of us, that Alien is the better movie. Yeah. <laughs> but Alien if we're picking movie. the movie that we'd rather watch, we're picking Friday Part Four. Right. I mean, well, is Alien, that, is Alien's right, a better though? movie. No, are is that right? I feel like, like Alien what's this should based win, on? Then. This should be based on Alien. Moves on. I feel like it should. Alien advances. We both just acknowledge well, Alien oh, is the better movie. Alien advances. All right. Really? Okay. Let's let's do it. Wow. Okay, so Alien has unseated Friday the 13th. So Alien's in the final round in the Super Bowl, and then we also have Halloween against Nightmare on Elm Street here. Real quick, buy a better movie. I just mean, like, you know, technically maybe. Like, I like Friday Part 4 more, but okay. Anyways, Alien advances. <laughs> I'm glad that you made the decision, not me. So I'll I'll do the decision I'm on this one. I'm feeling guilty about so it. You go first. My mom is staring at me like I'm not prettier than Alien. Well, <laughs> you know, you can always change your answer. It's not too late. I already did. We're we're stuck. It's Alien now. All right, on to the next. So Halloween versus I feel guilty. Halloween one versus uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, part one. <sighs> it's Halloween for me. I'm done. That's Oof. it for me. Um, well, I'm, I'm thinking about this for a minute because I do love it's it's again, you, you feel like if you don't say Halloween, then you're just well, you're just not a horror fan then, you know, because Halloween kind of, you know, it is somewhat kind of set the tone for everything that came after it. Yeah, I know. Um, Scream. But I mean, if I, you know, you go back to the characters, I guess in. You know, I it's I kind of I'm glad we kind of set up these judging categories because it makes my makes me a little feel a little bit easier. So if you go with the characters, I guess in Halloween, um, that's that's tough too, I guess. Um, yeah, I kind of like the characters yours in with the, the original Nightmare on Elm Street yeah. a little better because uh, Halloween has little kids in it, so that's a that's a demerit. <laughs> Um, Jamie Lee Curtis is good, um, but she, you know, she's kind of a, she's kind of a pussy in that movie a little bit. Whereas uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, she kind of fights back and kicks some ass. Yeah, she Nancy's badass. Rigs the house with explosives and gets real badass. Um, originality. Um, I got to give it to Nightmare on Elm Street a little bit because that whole concept is something that was never. You know, Michael Myers is just a guy that's coming to kill you, and that's it. Um, and then the setting, um, they both have similar settings, so... Yeah, Midwest um, uh, town. That's a tough call right there, too. Nightmare takes it 
on so many other levels, except for the fact that Halloween just kind of set the tone for everything and seems important movie as far as horror goes. And it seems cliche because, uh, you know, Halloween, you know, but, uh, you know, I'm, yeah, I guess I'm going to have to go Halloween, the first Halloween. Yeah. So I think we've arrived yeah. at uh, Halloween versus Alien. So what is it, guys? <laughs> and uh, I didn't expect this to be the final two. I didn't. No. I figured Halloween and Friday the 13th would be. The last three, I figured, would be. The three main guys usually stay in there. I didn't, you know, I didn't think Alien would make it this far. But, you know, um, okay, if someone wants to, to go up for, go first on this one. Yeah, I'm going to stick with Halloween. Sure. Um, and it's not uh, really because I'm yeah. taking the easy way out. Um, it's because I think it just like it's for me, my love of horror is focused around um, Halloween. Um, like just growing the up. The season, yeah. And the season for me is like just horror season. Like every day is horror day, uh, especially when you do a horror podcast. Literally all I watch is horror, uh, but Halloween still holds that special place for me, and uh, I mean, just the season in general. Um, so right. the movie is just like, it's the epitome of that. It's the epitome of why I love horror. Um, I really, like, I didn't think Halloween was going to be the winner here, uh, but it in this circumstance, it for me, it most certainly is. Yeah, and I feel like though it does it does not necessarily have the best kills or the best characters, um, it created the mold for what inspired the best kills and inspired the best characters. So to, I, I think it just does it a disservice to not, you know, honor that. I suppose, yeah, uh, to an extent. So I, I'm with you. I I love all these movies well, except for Hellraiser. Um, Say this. So I'll, I'll I'll agree with you guys in a head-to-head battle of Halloween one versus Alien Part One. Alien. Um, I think Halloween takes it as far as what you guys were saying, but it's really tough when you look at the whole franchise and not and 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 say Halloween is a better franchise. I guess this is. Why we picked one single movie to kind of carry the franchise, but yeah. as a, as I think Alien did a much better job than Halloween did. Um, Halloween allowed it, itself it, to get very commoditized and like, um, yeah, cannibalized. Alien kept yeah. a bit of integrity throughout its longevity, yep. um, and then kept it more serious. Uh, I agree with fuck, that. This is this is tough because um, I really like Alien. I really like the characters. Sigourney Weaver is, <clears throat> she's the ultimate badass. Jamie Lee Curtis is not that tough in this movie, you know? Not even in part two, she, is she that tough? Yeah. She's no, kind of a No, she's not bit. at all, yeah. Um, I, I guess I got to go with Halloween, like you guys. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll crown Halloween, any... but we should uh, maybe revisit this topic again in a different format, and this was a no, lot of fun. I thought this was really fun, and we kind of, uh, for time's sake, we chose to do what we did, uh, but yep. if you were to analyze every, because we initially were talking about analyzing every franchise, maybe pitting the weakest of each against the weakest of another, 
uh, which would definitely change some things. But for te- for the sake of time and everybody's fucking sanity, uh, this is what we chose, and yeah. I think it worked out okay. Like I, I honestly, I, I didn't expect Halloween to win, um, even though we all love it. But I guess this goes to show the love we all have for it. it was, yeah, you know, it was also the matchups too. I mean, it got right. You know, you know, yeah. it's the it's we man. Se- seeded them uh, this way for a reason, I guess. Yeah. So. Um, I'm satisfied with that. It's not like Halloween is undeserving of uh, the accolades. Yeah, for sure. All right, so Halloween reigns supreme. This was a really, really fun episode, dude. Thank you so much for for coming on here um, and doing this with us. We're going to most certainly have to have you back uh, and do another iteration of this um, and figure that out. So thank you endlessly for doing this, man. No problem, man. I had a great time. Thank you. Yeah, James, this was a lot of fun. We picked a daunting task for your first episode, uh, but it was a lot of fun. Hopefully we'll have you back for something similar and uh, maybe less stressful. (laughs) Yeah, right. Anytime, man. 